listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Oh, hey, yo, Bo knows this, what? And Bo knows that, what? But Bo don't know Jack because Bo can't rap. Well, what do you know? They, go, they did it all just first up to bat. No batteries included and no strings attached. No holds barred. No time for move faking. Got to get the loot so I can bring, home, can bring the home the bacon. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips podcast with your host, Hodor. No, I'm just kidding. With your host, <laughs> <laughs> with your host Rod and Karen, and we are in the house on a Monday, a mm-hmm. uh, very special Monday, man. This is the start of a very controversial week for the Blackout Tips, man. This is feel like we at the it nexus of all the blurred rivalries. We at the nexus of all the controversy. Wow. I, I know, man. You tweeted me that day, like, "Hey, man, can't wait to do the show." I was like, "Here we go." Uh, <laughs> just uh but you know it's like black twitter is all uh colliding man right now it's a civil war <laughs> on black twitter right now man and uh we we feel like we need to reach out to uh get some 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 blurred influence on this man um because he's been on the show before i feel like you should be very familiar with his voice um because he also has a the hit podcast critically acclaimed fan bros show mm-hmm. that he co-hosts with uh tati uh tati uh, the grand duchess let me just put it that way yeah. the grand duchess of check uh tech yeah. and uh chico leo from time to time um it's my man dj ben i mean what's going on dog oh chilling man how y'all i'm happy to be here man i'm i'm good. you know super ecstatic in fact to even be here right now thank y'all for having me all that good stuff you know yeah Robins dog and uh Miss say K- that again how y'all doing we we happy we happy to uh have you on here man we trying to do this experiment where black people get along uh all week long <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty it's pretty controversial dogs i never i never seen this happen before so uh you haven't how long have you known black people for <laughs> nah, I know, I, yeah i know I'm, I'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to be the first dog i'm gonna make it work uh but uh first of all man um the reason ben is here other than us just being a cool ass podcast is uh right now you got a kickstarter going for the kids man um what's going on with the kickstarter i have a book um yeah man thank you i have a children's book the world is yours uh it was written by me and illustrated by one of my brothers from howard university marcus aline and it's the world is yours and it's an illustrated children's book about teaching children to be the best they can be and to live their life to the fullest so it's got, you know, illustrated pictures, and it's a rhyming book that has rhymes that are basically, you know, I like to compare it to Rudyard Kipling to, like, uh, If for Kids or, like, you know, Slick Rick, Hey Young World. You know, it's that type of thing where it's just, you know, giving a universal message to children, but especially, you know, as you can see, to children of color because, right. you know, children's books aren't really dedicated to children of color. So True. we wanted to make sure that we had a book for children of color and that tells them to be all they can be and live their life to the fullest. So the world is yours. And, you know, you can check out the Kickstarter, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or everywhere, DJ Ben Hameen, and all the info is in my bios on all that stuff. And if you go to Kickstarter, it's uh, the world is yours children's book on Kickstarter. It'll also be in the show notes for everybody out there who, um, you know, listens to the show, you know, you'll be on, it'll be on your uh, iTunes and where, however you listen to your podcast in the show notes, click on that uh go there um also you know if you watch this precast later we got the uh the kickstarter video and everything in the chat um and we'll make sure to have it on the website and uh social media where we post it man because nothing more important than the kids uh what gave you the um the idea to do this man oh wow all right well the original 
idea came from the poem itself came from um uh yeah i guess i just had to tell the whole story uh, long time <laughs> listeners and people who know me well know that for a minute i was incarcerated in dubai and um while there i didn't really know when i was going to come home or whatever and so it was a very strange situation that i found myself in and so while there i wrote this poem that i wrote for my nephew and my nieces trying to you know just give them tips on life because like i said i didn't know when i was going to see them again they were all very young at the time and i've always been a writer who wrote a lot constantly so while there i wrote and read you know way more than ever and one of the things i wrote was this poem so when i did come home i posted the poem on facebook and my friend Marcus, who I went to Howard with, is a, you know, just a gifted, supremely talented artist. And he saw the poem and was like, yo, this would be great as a children's book. So I was like, why not? You know, and so we reworked it. He did the art and boom, there we go. It was, you know, that was pretty much it. Yeah, I guess that's the whole origin story. And it's, and it's been a while in the making then, right? Oh, yeah, man. It's been a minute in the making. It definitely has been. We've been working on it for a long time. It, you know, just getting the images right. Like even now as we're running the Kickstarter, we're still working on the book. We're still like fine tuning little things because we just want, you know, we really believe in it. Like just as a long-term work of art, it's something that we really believe in and we really just feel that it will affect the lives of children everywhere. So it's something that we really want to make sure is like our best work when we get it out. So it's ready to go though. Like, you know, as you see, this is the demo basically right here because yeah. the Kickstarter... Is for a um, 500 limited edition hardcover version. This is just okay. a little soft cover demo we had to put together to see how it all looks. Yeah, that but, joint you know, looks real professional, it's dude. It's beautiful. What What is the age range for the children that you're targeting? That's the thing. It's um, it's very it varies because it, we feel it's a book that parents should read to their children at first, like when they're very young, and then as a child grows older, he can read it to himself and, you know, get more of the messages in it. Because, you know, at the very young ages, a child just is going to love the art, you know, and the right. art alone. That's something that's really amazing about it. You'll see when you get the finished copy, it's like the art alone, without even the page, I mean, without even the words, tells its own story. Right. So, like, a young child can just look at the art and, you know, get a story from that. And then once he gets the, you know, old enough to understand all the words, then he'll get a whole nother level to it. So the age range is, you know, from birth till death, really, we feel, because okay. it's something that can affect not only children, but also adults, because everyone needs the words that are, you know, inside of it. That's dope, man. Um, and then also, like, what's going on with, with fan bros, man? How, how's everything going with the podcast and everything? <laughs> I mean, what isn't going on with fan bros? Like you said, you know, we found ourselves embroiled in the whole, you know, uh, weekend warrior thing that went on this weekend. Um, but man, everything is great with fan bros show. You know, fan bros show is the voice of the urban geek, the multicultural maestros. For those who don't know who listen to the show, it's me, uh, Tatiana King Jones and the Chico Leo. And we're the three main hosts of fan bros show. And we've been doing Fan Bros Show for like three years now. We just had our third year going on. Congratulations. And yep. Yeah, thank you. And it's just been a lot of things. Like we just had our, another live show that was sold out in Mokata with Marcus Prime. Uh, if you haven't seen his book, bruh, it's a great book. You know, Marcus Prime, really dope artist. We had a live show with him over at um, Mokata and... Right now, we've got a bunch of stuff coming up for the summer. We have at New York Comic Con is doing a Star Trek convention and Labor Day weekend at the Javits Center, and we'll be heavily involved in that, as well as New York Comic Con, Dragon Con, 
Yeah, um, I know I'm forgetting something. <laughs> nah, that's, that's we're over here working, man. You know, yeah, I'm that's really when you know it's the grind, dog. The grind, like you don't always have time to to look up and really uh picture everything and take that breath and, and be like and like appreciate where you are because it's always like all right, next project, next thing. Yeah, it definitely is, man. I, I don't. I always tell people that, like. I mean, that's the word, shout out to Dallas Penn. That's what he always told me is like, you know, the only reward for good work is more work. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That shit you is know? so true, bro. I feel like this weekend, I, like, we, uh, let's see, I think, well, uh, Thursday, we do, we recapped, uh, Age of Shield, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Then, mm-hmm. then Friday, woke up, did, uh, our nerd off, our nerd, uh, premium podcast show. Uh, then, uh friday night did the sports show then saturday we did a feedback show had to get on the road to go do voiceover work record a podcast on the road come back put the show up it, you know i think yeah. i fell asleep uh what are you gonna say Karen? Uh, yeah i said uh truth be told we literally have recorded at least one podcast every day for like seven eight nine days straight <laughs> i'm just gonna keep that real going podcast crazy over right here, man. and i work a 40 hour week job right. so i mean roger works too but he works for the podcast right. like i do i'm doing the same shit he doing plus his other shit right man it's so it's it's it's, it's like you said man the work is the work man right. so you always have to do it um and then i saw that uh tati got in the um got in the okay player um Yay. faces of black twitter man it's so uh, pretty yeah i was yeah, uh man. really impressed man because uh one you know um tati i've i've, I've known of tati since she was working with elon james mm-hmm. back back in the day man um and uh it's cool to see her like coming to her own and to get recognized for it mm-hmm. now does this cause any jealousy on the set you know <laughs> Nah, man, <laughs> N- none at all. Like we, we, we always call Tatiana the secret weapon of the fan bro show. And I was the same way you are. Like I knew of her even before, you know, she joined the team and so did Chico Leo. And we both were just always like, she was dope on Twitter and we just knew that, you know, she would be good. And from one, I mean, we did maybe two episodes, I think. And I was like, this is not going to work. We need some women in here. And so, <laughs> you know, I, I hit up Tatiana and I hit up Jamie Rigetti and both of them came on the show and both of them, you know, it, that was like the original Fantastic Four fan bros. And, you know, Jamie is still, she's now the editor in chief of fanbros.com. And, you know, Tatiana is still with us. And now, nah, man, I was like so hyped and so proud to see that shit in OK Player Thought. That was like so, because especially for us to get recognized, like, in that black Twitter space, like, we, right. we get recognized in the blurred Twitter space or whatever. But there, you know, as this week improved, some people want to make this division between nerds and, you know, between blurreds and regular black people. And it's like, what the fuck are you? I, I can curse, right? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Like, you know, as if black people don't have enough things to divide us. And so that was just like. I was just so hyped and so proud for that, man, to be, you know, to see her recognized as Black Twitter, you know, and then all the shout outs to fan bros in there, the wild, as they said, the wildly popular fan bros <laughs> show. It <laughs> is. <laughs> that became our new tagline after that. Thanks, okay, player. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, um, the other thing, too, is like, uh, like, her getting shot i remember we i saw it um it was like either the same day or the day before but i want to say same day that i saw that uh we got an ebony um dot com ebony.com so like 
they put up the article we had done the interview a while ago but you know how when something happens a while ago you just kind of you're like i forgot because we grind so hard and do so much shit i messed around that was another podcast i'm like well i guess it come out sooner or later yeah so it was like a surprise to us even the timing of it dropping you know so it dropped but i swear to god yo that day i was more excited for tati also yeah. like also like oh, yes. oh shit i know her you know what i'm saying like look at look at her look at face stunting on them fools right. go ahead like it was like uh and then like she retweeted us like i see i know y'all it was like a cool <laughs> positive moment man like it was just um you know people showing love for each other and stuff man um but uh yeah the 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 the, the fan bros is i mean it's dope dog i was listening mm-hmm. to it today when y'all uh interviewed the lady that used to be rita Raposa. Mm. um i was catching up and um that was like i love how like you know it's a solid interview where you got like okay questions that any nerd wants to know but then you get to the racial aspect of like the casting uh you know with like elizabeth banks and stuff that that you don't get on other shows you know and that's why y'all are so important and that's why people need y'all's voices out there because you know other podcasters might not even think to ask that shit or they might be afraid to ask it and right. i love that y'all y'all both y'all just kind of went in and just ask the questions that people wanted to know man so that was dope i mean thank you man and that's something that like we even we even struggle with it like just to be you know completely transparent we we struggle with you know how geek should we be and how urban we should be you know like how much like how much do we want to talk about reality versus how much do we want to talk about the fantasy right and it's like we struggle with that because we know people want one or the other sometimes or people want more this or more that but I also say that the, you know, the most important thing in this game is to be truthful and be who you are. And I give no, you know, like, right. bro, I can't not talk about it. Like, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm the definition, like James Baldwin said, you know, like to be awake in America or whatever is to be, you know, angry. angry. Like, I don't, I, I ain't got time for it and I'm not here for the nonsense. So yeah, man, you know, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the an- the angles on the questions and the, like I said, it's the thing because as a fan, I'm thinking it. So mm-hmm. so when y'all ask it, it's like, oh, I want to hear what she has to say about this. So it's stuff like that, man. That like I said, man, y'all y'all provide like such an important service, man. And then you know, um, matter of fact, let me intro the show. Then we'll get into the blur shit. Um, so um, this is the Blackout Tips. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Search the Blackout Tips. Leave us five star reviews. We'll read them on the air as long as um they're nice. All right, so leave you want to get your uh, your review read on itunes or stitcher just leave a nice one um make sure it's five stars if not we'll just ignore it the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today marks day 523 that bobby Schmurder has been locked up man oh, um shit. two million dollars time free hot niggas dog he locked up and they like we ain't gonna let your black ass out 20 that, that two million dollar um bail hadn't been lowered and it's looking like it's going through the summer before they even hear about have mm-hmm. another uh hearing on just even lowering his bail so i mean that's crazy man but that's the country we're in man you can go to jail for two for two years without being convicted of anything or getting your trial like no right rid of habeas corpus for uh that dude man so uh shout out to uh bobby Schmerner, man we, we 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 see you out here we do dog um and then um the today's show is brought to you by tweakedaudio.com tweakedaudio.com is the maker of some fine headphone material dog my favorite is the hegons or maybe they're pronounced hegony yeah they never, i like those they never spelled it out phonetically for me in the email but 
i got them and they fit in my ears perfect man they're perfect for listening to podcasts at work they're really discreet they're also perfect for going to the gym uh and working out man unlike other headphones they don't fall out your ear every five seconds because they have a little uh prosthetic device on the inside of your ear so it goes directly in your ear nothing wraps around your ear there's no chafing there's no uh skin irritation things to worry about just directly in your ear I like them for the fact that I got tiny ears. I, you know, shout out to all the people with the tiny ears because everybody ain't got big ears. So my ears are tiny. So most headphones kind of fall out of my ears and it's very hard to get something to actually fit inside my ears. So they actually go in the ear without being in your ear because they kind of loop down. And so I like it that they just kind of almost clip in your ear per se because I feel like a little clip and I, and they don't move and I love it there you go man so make sure you guys go to tweakedaudio.com and put in code tbgwt and get your headphones for 33 percent off with free shipping and a lifetime guarantee man for uh under warranty man so make sure you guys do that that's tweakedaudio.com code tbgwt hey man did anybody ask okay player when they gonna get around the faces of nigga twitter because i feel like i would be on that I'm waiting to get my shine, man. I feel like that's that, that's right up that alley. Nobody yeah. nobody talk about nigga Twitter, man. Everybody too busy talking about black Twitter, but I feel like the subsection of nigga Twitter, we we don't get our props. I don't know what subsection I fit into, B. I always felt like I'm not black enough for black Twitter, <laughs> and I'm um, not um, white enough for white Twitter, obviously. <laughs> and um, blurred Twitter, I guess, works for me, but yeah um i'm I'm definitely not hotep twitter you know despite right. the locks and <laughs> yeah i'm yeah i don't know man I, I just sit there and tweet and you know so i need like i need weirdo twitter to be recognized that's what i need <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a it's a lot of subsections man i feel like uh more than anything that's what got highlighted this last week was mm-hmm. just that uh because i don't feel like any divisions were created i feel like divisions get highlighted like yeah. people that don't fuck with each other get loud about it because it's like Ooh. oh it's like oh time you know time to go in and uh i don't know like i, I guess how did you grow up ben did you grow up uh like nerdy you grow up like one like one of a couple black people did you grow up in a majority black hood like how, how'd you grow up man um i grew up in third ward houston texas man like and i grew up where like third ward is a historically black neighborhood you know it's where beyonce is from etc and it goes from like the poorest, you know, the CUNY home projects, like right across the way from me to like, you know, upper middle class black people. And then I went to school with, you know, I was bused to school in the middle of Houston with like everybody, you know. So like my best friend growing up from kindergarten was a Jewish kid and my other best friend from second grade, who I'm both still tight with to this day, is a black kid who lived, you know, a few blocks from me. So I grew up with everyone and, you know, and so I grew up with, and because of that, especially in Houston, there's a lot of racial tension. Like I grew up in Houston where it is, you know, I was called nigger to my face by a white man, you know, when I was 12 years old, I think maybe 11, 10. Yeah. There, there's no fucks given in Houston, especially back then. Like, you know, I saw race riots before I left high school. You know, it, it's a, it was a volatile place at the time. And I also grew up before the internet. You know, I grew up with like, you know, what is it, uh, 
messaging services and, you know, bulletin boards. But I grew up, you know, people had to talk to you face to face. Right. So I'm just really, I mean, like this weekend really showed me again, man, people will just say whatever to you right. or say whatever in general, like on Twitter, like speaking out into the void. And then if you respond to them, people will be like, why'd you respond to me? You know, go right. fuck yourself. And I'm like, yo, but you said something like, yeah, I think people don't have necessarily empathy to look at the other person a lot of times to be like, so what's their experience and what's driving it? You know what I mean? So like, for example, well, like when it came to being like a nerd type thing where I grew up, all the nerds that I knew were also black. You know what I'm saying? So like, I didn't have the experience of being, but nerd meant some different shit when I grew up too. Like, I think nerd now means like, you know, comic books, video games, uh, yeah. uh, maybe you're really smart. Uh, when I grew up, nerd was kind of like social outcast. Yeah. Like the, you, like you didn't have a lot of friends. Like that was the, your friends were the nerds. The niggas ain't nobody want to hang out with. <laughs> so it was kind of like, uh, like uh the movie nerds almost how you look at the movie nerds and you're like oh nobody wants to kick it with them dudes they're not exactly smart or intelligent booger was a dumbass you know what i mean uh they didn't like lamar because he was gay you know what i mean <laughs> but he they just didn't want to associate with him so they pushed him to the side so that but i think it's changed over my lifetime i think nerd now is like i like captain america and fucking spider-man like yeah. you know i read comic books you know i like this i like the culture and i think um people haven't really been inclusive as far as like it's been a lot of people feeling gentrification yeah. there's been a lot of people trying to kick people out of nerddom like i don't want no girls in my nerddom you know i don't want no you know i don't want this in my nerddom and i think people are trying to be arbitrators of the gate like yeah. keep these people out let these people be in and i feel like everybody by virtue of just saying that that's what they into should be in like it shouldn't be a you know you you a nerd and you're not you're you're in and you're not you you're blurred but you're you're not a nerd you're you're a nerd but you're not a blurred like it feel like it's a lot of like labels and shit man I'm, I'm, you making my head hurt dog like, hey man i be keeping it this is what we do here man we keep yeah because I, I grew up um like you said i grew up with black nerds white nerds everyone like all my friends were nerds but it was definitely like you said it was a different thing like now it's like you know there are uh you know women you know i mean there's everyone everyone seen the Avengers half of my timeline has black Panther names, right? You know, it's, it's just a standard thing to be interested in this stuff. Now I grew up when reading combo books was like, what, you know, right. it was, I mean, there were certain cool kids who saw it as cool, I guess, but it was still like a different thing, you know, it, and it may be comic books, but then if you get into like super nerd stuff like Dungeons and Dragons, right. you know, Warhammer and like, I mean, I'm a super nerd be like, it, mm. it's not a game. And so it's like, <laughs> There was a level to it, and, like, people would look at you like, okay, you know, a little bit, you know, but it's now it's just so, it's more socially accepted, and the idea, and I I just, I can't with people trying to keep people out, you know, or, like, people are like, yo, you weren't a Black Panther fan before the movie came out. I'm like, I don't care. You weren't a Black Panther fan before you first saw him. Like, who cares? Like, And plus, like, all the participation helps it grow. It helps it get better, like we don't get a black panther movie if there's not casual people that go i want to go watch an iron man movie like you need all those people to build towards the goals of getting everybody involved man um because yeah, because yeah. for me i'm sorry because for me 
I am a casual fan because I know for a very, very long time, Roger used to tell me I was a nerd, and my definition of nerd is very different than the definition of nerd today because I was like, look, I didn't wear no protractor. I, I wasn't in no AG classes. I didn't wear no high water's pants with the belt buckles. I was <laughs> never picked on, like, you know. I I, you know. All those. <laughs> and, 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 I'm, and I'm not knocking those people, but that was my definition of nerd. It was like I didn't, you know, couldn't quote the Pythagorean theorem. Like, I wasn't like no. that. So, And I didn't read comic books and all that stuff. I didn't read a comic book. I became an adult. So when Roger used to call me a nerd, I was like, nigga, I'm not no nerd. I just like shit. Right. Well, was, well, the thing is, though, Karen is a nerd. I mean, like, <laughs> when, when she found out the dude that made Nintendo die, she, she, she had went on a rant about how they kept selling the same games over and over for the last uh, 30 yeah. years um that I, I i haven't even put out to this day because it's not it's not it's not it's not fair to, to regular <laughs> listeners <laughs> people know what i'm talking about that they, they listen to the nerd off they already know <laughs> you know what so it's like you could you could try to pretend i know some of us want to be day walkers and that's cool but uh yeah you got some nerd in you it's you, cool you know what I, you know and i didn't realize i thought about it i say as time goes on i realize i'm i'm more nerdier than i thought like because for me i got mad over a fable beta and right and i didn't think about it till chris from his sandy check says most people don't even know what the fuck a beta is yeah, and right. you are like snapping and going off about something that the average person wouldn't even know what what, what it was i was like oh shit you all right yeah you playing plants versus zombies and i, I hate to spoil it but both of their mama's name is martha <laughs> they're gonna, they gonna make up they're gonna make up at the end of the game and it's not gonna be a fight no more it's not gonna be a fight well um like i've been seeing like you know the hashtag gate shit man and uh i did want to talk about it because it's 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 been crazy to me man like um yeah everybody knows like uh, at this point i'm assuming everybody's heard our saturday episode we talked about it directly but uh with firestar and stuff now there's like articles coming out people coming in late um which is kind of part of this whole thing you can't control the news cycle you can't control the internet you can't control any of it like we've had issues like that in the past with our show where like uh you know and i've gone on the air man and and been livid you know what i mean so i even understand the mistake that was made in my opinion um like it felt very at the time it felt like i have to do this but i feel like in hindsight uh there's only been two shows i regret and both of them i was angry and went off and then went back and said like it's sometimes one of them it took me a long time and i was like that was wrong it was it was a better way to handle it and i went to the ego route you know and i try not to do that now every day so the um but the thing is um jamie didn't want credit i didn't want credit and lost in all of this stuff is there's a dude who wrote a lazy ass article they got you like it just highlights the divisions and i felt like it took and that's why i was talking bringing up earlier like how people come up i think it took everybody back to high school man like whatever you were doing in high school and however you felt about other people's blackness at that time it takes a lot of us back to being a kid whether it's the the blur where you're like some because some black people grew up feeling like my own people don't fuck with me yeah mm-hmm. like like i like anime and now and people say that's not black so yeah they discount my blackness they they think i talk white so yeah. so they yes. so so you have that trauma 
because that's trauma and, and it's, it's real it, right and it's a real pain and it's one of those things that a lot of times people have a tendency to to dismiss people for feeling like that but that feeling is real right and it's something that has to be addressed and it's one of the things i think for me the thing that makes me upset I never dismiss anyone's blackness. Your blackness is your blackness. And that is something I can't take away from you. And I think once you begin to challenge people's blackness, you begin to challenge who they are as an individual person. And that's when people get defensive and that's when people get mad. And that's when people get angry. Cause it takes you back to being a kid. Right. And, and, and I think for me, because I never, I struggled with a lot of stuff, but being black is something that I never really struggled with because right. I knew that was something that I could not change. It might be, might have been other aspects of my life, but mm. I didn't grow up in predominantly white areas. I did, right. I wasn't plucked from my peers and put in AG classes. I'm just, right. you know, so my experience was a tidbit different than the people who have were kind of raised up in, in the area where once you just separate people from their peers, I'm, I, maybe this is just me. I'm keeping this real, particularly right. black children. You pull them away from the rest of the group. You put them with their peers. And a lot of times these, these groups are predominantly white, Asian. Like a lot of times you almost are stripped away from, for some people consider stripped away from your blackness and put in a whiteness. Right. And it's one of these things where to, to get along or because all of a sudden you don't have friends, you consider different, you begin to adopt the whiteness. And for some people, they actually drink the water and believe that the white man's water is better. And for some of them, they feel like these are my only friends. These are the only people that accept right. me and fuck them niggas. When yeah. at the end of the day, black people are the only ones that's going to love and support you no matter what you deal with and no matter what you go through. And you can't promise that with the, with, with, with these people that you quote unquote think sometimes especially when you're younger that there are your friends and some of them may be your friends for life but majority of them they only like you because you're quote unquote the good one and that's real too yeah i like i'm not trying to discount anybody's reality and i'll get to that part in a second but i just want to say like from the perspective of a lot of people that because i used to feel this way about like just the idea of blurred like I would just be like, I'm black and I like nerdy shit, but I didn't want to say nothing about blur because I just felt like it was almost like admitting that nerd is white and now I'm a special case because I'm black and having to be a nerd. I see it differently now because, you know, I developed my thinking to where I'm like, I want to be inclusive of everybody and think about everybody's experience. Right. I used to discount people that said like, well, black people, black people used to pick on the way I talk as a kid. And I just be like, nigga, man, you gotta get over that shit. You old now. Like, I used to feel that way. And then I was like, but how you gonna tell somebody, like, when they 13 and they going through that, get over it. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody shit is important at 13 and it shapes you for the rest of your life. So I don't ever want to discount that. And I, like, so the judgment that I think it, it triggers so many people. And that's what I saw on Twitter is people being triggered, especially black women. Cause you have a lot of, like, there's a whole nother level of like gender to this shit where mm-hmm. women have been excluded, not just from nerdery, but then also suppose they gotta sacrifice their gender shit for blackness, right? right? Like, oh, why you gotta bring up that shit? We all black, you know, like that type of thing. So right. I watched a lot of people go through that shit this whole weekend, man. And it was like mention after mention, you know, mm-hmm. art articles coming out, like long rants, like, them thrones versus thrones y'all like the shit was like a whole throwdown and um it was crazy to watch it it was it it, it, like you said it's one of those things was on my like a school lunch fight and it's one of those things where i'm like sitting up on the table god damn why about throwing food right oh man um like like a oh um 
Well, like I said, you already discussed this on Saturday, but yeah. uh now I want to talk about it with you too. though yeah, too because you. Yeah, sweetie. you know what I'm saying like I feel like you exist at a nexus of all this shit as mm-hmm. well and I'm sure these issues you know affect your show it yeah. affects your life uh individually all this shit shapes us man and mm-hmm. the like I really was thinking about just doing this show and being like I'm just not even gonna talk about this shit but I was like it's important to talk about it it's really the only thing to talk about if we being honest because everything else don't matter you know what I'm saying like everything mm-hmm. else is like oh, this nigga ain't want to do a movie with uh, James Bond no more. Like, that shit don't matter, but us being black gonna always matter. So, um, you know, that that's uh, what I want to hear your take. All right, well, um, man, there's so much to it, but, like, it, it's a lot of things that I say a lot of times, and I think that they just apply in this situation as well. Like, one, the first thing is that nothing happens in a vacuum. Right. And I think that people always seem to forget that when things like there was a lot of, you know, charges of misogyny and, and everything being thrown out at a fire starter, you know, for their rant. And while I didn't feel it was very misogynistic, I also know that nothing happens in a vacuum. So if you make things that are slightly or a little close to the line, those things are happening every day to women. Right. So it's like that, that type of stuff can't be discounted. And, you know, I um, honestly 100% had never, like, okay, well, shit, there's so much. Right. One, I fully agree with you that people never get out of high school. You know, that's just something. Like, who you were in high school is pretty much who you are now. You know, you are who you were when you got here. It's like people don't ever want to grow out of that mentality. And, you know, then, like you said, the ego played such a huge role in this whole situation. And I always believe, you know, ego will destroy you like that. You have to be, you know, uh, humility. You know, you got to you got to know, like, people are like, Oh man, I, I'd never even, you know, honestly, I'd never heard of Firestarter. Like, I, mm-hmm. I see now that they've been doing this for a while, you know, shouts to them, respect, you know, I respect anybody in this game who puts in this work because, you know, this stuff is not easy doing this, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. So I really respect that. But I'd never really heard of them. So the first thing I saw from this was black girl nerds, you know, talking about what had happened. And I was, so I immediately hit Jamie, like, yo, what's up? And she was like, da 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 da. So, you know, the first thing I did was go and listen to the Firestarter podcast because I wanted to hear what was being said. And I was like, y'all just in the wrong. You know, I mean, it was like 30 minutes long and it was just like, for real, bro? Like, mm-hmm. you could have solved this with one tweet. Right. You know, one tweet would have solved all this. And we're a community. Like, that. that's the part that angered me, honestly, is when people started trying to tell me, because then it turned into me and, you know, I'm not sure who was tweeting from the Firestarter account, right. but it turned into me and them going back and forth for a good minute and them telling me that they do their show for regular niggas, mm. you know, and regular niggas don't care about where Doomsday came from right. or, you know, or some reference like that, you know, in, in reference to Fanbro show. And I'm just like, nigga, what? Like, first right. of all, you know, that's just, that's silly. Like that, that idea that you do something for a select audience, like we, Fanbro show comes from us, but we don't do it for black people, white people, any people. We, you know, we do it because there's not enough representation in media of people of color. But right. we don't do it to, you know, be like, yo, only niggas can listen to us. Right. Only black women, you know, only green, you know, redheaded people can listen. That's silly. Like, who would ever, like, limit yourself like that? I want everyone in the world to hear us. Right. You know, that makes no sense to limit myself to something. And then not even to limit myself, but to try and exclude certain people and say, oh, these are regular niggas. These are blurs. What are you talking about, dog? You go to a barbershop right now. 
Like, like that was the tweet that I said. Like, anybody, if you watch Game of Thrones, you know how much history and how much backstory you have to keep in your head to know what's going on on that show? You're a nerd, dog. You're a super dork if you keep up with that show. I don't care what color skin you are. That's mm-hmm. insane to say you're not. It's like, what? Well, you no. know what's funny is, like, Game of Thrones is so popular that it's, like, pop culture at this point. But it is, like, from when I was growing up, if I told somebody I was reading a book about dragons, swords, yes. and shit, like, <laughs> I, used to, I used to get my books what? from the thrift store, <laughs> and I would read these books my grandma would give me, maybe, like, you know, a nickel, to, but they would be these sci-fi, mm-hmm. you know, role-playing Dungeons and Dragons, all kinds of, like, choose-on-adventure shit. Yes, sir. And I've never had a conversation in real life with another person, like, at the same time where I'm like, yo, did you read? Like, I've never had that ah! conversation, because... I just knew it was nerd shit. I was like, I, I know y'all didn't read that. You know what I'm saying? So like, I like, I think, um, while I like, I think the ego part took over, you know, and like I said, I've done it before. Uh, I remember I listened. All of us have. Uh, there was a show that I listened to that sounded so much like our show. I was sure. I said, they jacked our show. I think the episode is called Who Stole the Show? Like, mm. it's a long time ago, but I was like, you know, we were barely into this shit, but I remember being like, I can't believe somebody stole our show, dog. Like the music underneath, the format, the fucking like everything. I and I like I wanted to just like at like just to go at them. Like I'm gonna name them. I'm gonna fucking email. I'm gonna tell them like, yo, this is fucked up. You couldn't even like give us credit. And I instead I went off on the air, but I didn't name them. Thank God. That's the only thing that really. The only thing I'm proud of is that I didn't name them and shit because that would have probably been the ultimate. Like I would have really played myself even further. But when I went back, I realized it was my ego talking. It was insecurity too, because right. I was so scared that somebody was gonna get 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 props off of me. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to me getting props off my own shit. I was so insecure about it. But you really can't copy individuality, you know? And when something is dope, people are gonna copy it because they wanna be dope too. And it's like if they if they're faking the funk, then people gonna pick up on that without you saying a word they'll be like that's not authentic that's not even you know and if they're not faking the funk they're gonna be like people gonna be like oh they really enjoy that thing i think what 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 was so fucked up about the thing with um with, with black girl nerds and with us and stuff is that we're two parties that don't want the credit like mm-hmm. it because i've seen people jack people for the credit like mm-hmm. i want this my shit now if i get an interview i'm saying this my shit if uh i monetize this shit i'm I'm, somebody tried to take fucking uh black girl magic yes they Mm. did like someone tried to make make a a black girl magic magazine without without addressing the lady who started it like that and and black twitter got them you know got them up out of here um but i think so much happens in the approach you know what i mean because i really do in my heart of heart believe because i've talked to jamie like dm i've talked to jamie on email in my heart of heart if you shoot her email she's so good people she would have took care of it like end of story yeah it would have never yeah yeah. it's not even a question i mean jamie took care of it after it all happened in the place and that shows you something else like because me dog i wouldn't like that's something like like that's why i say that stuff about like misogyny and stuff like people like oh we weren't misogynistic i'm like bro if you had said that type of stuff to me lord have mercy you know like it would have been a huge issue like it would have been something different because it's like you for one that's what i mean you're not gonna speak like that to a man i don't Mm -hmm. think 
You know, like they made threats. To, I mean, not threats, whatever. They said things to like, and that was another thing that bothered me, man. It's like they said things to Grantland. They said things to right. other people, but they didn't name Jamie. Right. You know, it's like speak, dog. Like I grew up before the internet. I will say your name. You know, right. I will tell you who I am. You see my face. Don't play that. Like all that. Well, also, mind, you know, vagueness. Yeah. No, man. Oh, no, 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 no. And like, yeah, man, it's. Well, also, like, there's a, I mean, no, nah, nah, I feel like I feel you because um, the thing is, you brought up the the point that I was I would have made earlier, too, which is that um, nothing happens in a vacuum. Mm. And the thing for black girl nerds, man, that is a huge following that re- she represents so many black women and the space they're not supposed to be in. But they own that shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And they so and it's like literally thrones y'all trended it don't matter if it trended out of spite that's yep. just them getting information like all right so look this the power out here mm-hmm. and and this and it was made clear like all right the statement made every, like understood like anyone that don't understand what the point that was made you see celebrities tweeting this shit before the show started it was trending like the statement was made and i and i feel like she was wronged you know what i mean so yes. um that so so like i feel like it couldn't be clear but like you said it doesn't happen in a vacuum the reason that that statement was made so strongly and forcefully is because they catch shit all day every day yeah so so you so you can't just be like i'm not aware of this person and i'm gonna say this shit because you know you also means you're not aware of the following you're not aware of the fact that you know they might not want your credit you're not aware of the fact that if they've given you props or not and you're not aware of the people that will rally around them. People still want us to fight with them. Like, that's how bad it is. Like, we talked on Saturday, like, I'm not contributing to any disharmony. Like, that's it. Like, they they apologize, which I think can't be stated enough. But obviously, right. once cast out mm-hmm. the bag, can't put it back, dog. But they yeah. apologize, and they haven't said really anything else about it as far as keeping the shit going. It was people mm-hmm. coming at them, and I do feel like some of the shit they caught was it was defensive like we people were being defensive because you hurt somebody they love and now they want to come at you because some of the shit some of the shit was shit that when white people do it to us we don't fuck with those white people like Mm -hmm. like tone policing quote-unquote where it's like you can't get an attitude with this person because look at how you said it like normally we'll be like nah if you wrong you just wrong right problem Mm -hmm. is i don't think jamie was wrong the second Mm -hmm. part of this is um people that was being like well who the fuck are y'all you know if somebody does create something they want their credit mm-hmm. i don't think that's the right response to be like nigga y'all ain't nobody it's like no nah, they like they are the person that that started this trend whatever like whether yeah. you you know what i, I mean? mean like it's okay to say yes you started this trend i think you made a mistake the way you went about it but yes you deserve your credit like i can say that and still be like but i think you were wrong uh, a thousand percent like I, I mean i think they deserve all the credit in the world for creating that and then I also think that they were, like you said, were just completely wrong about how they went about trying to get it. And like, no, like I said, I didn't, I hadn't heard of them, but that doesn't discount them or anything. That doesn't, you know, you can't be like, oh, you know, who the hell are y'all? Like they created that. They're doing their thing. They're working in this world. Like, you know, that's a good thing, but it was just very wrong how you went about it. And that's, that's my point to people is like, if somebody's never heard of you and now this is your first exposure to them. Right. It becomes like, well, you know, and do you want that to be your first exposure to the world? Yeah, that's, that's always what you have to ask yourself. Right, that's always that, man. Because like, 
it's man it's like it's hard to get over a first impression of a fucker mm. man and like so many people they not like i've had people that hit me with like well you know this is what happened and i'm like i lived what happened like i know what happened because i've heard every second of that show from the time that show started and i also know what happened because i've been on that show and they've been on our show mm-hmm. i know what happened with with, with jamie because i've been on her show oh she's been on our show and we've talked before like it's not like it's on the outside looking in it i like i or on the inside looking out it's so hard to explain to people like as much as everybody talk about peace they want to see people fight so bad like it's like if you don't fight then you also part of the problem and it's like i don't know what you're supposed to do with that you know type of type of attitude because the second you say some shit it's also gonna be well now nah, nigga you was wrong for taking action it's like you're gonna get judged either way man so we're trying to um bring motherfuckers back together because i like it's sad to see this shit because like i'm i'm a i'm a lot like you where if you know all the shit about game of thrones it's nerdy like it's yeah, it's no it's no it. way stop it that you're a regular nigga yeah or, or, or accept that everyone is you know that everyone is a regular whatever right. you know that's just how it is stop it five like come on man like, like, for like real. regular niggas like game of thrones too and that's that's cool you know like I, it should be a thing that bring everybody together but um yeah man it's just like i said it's it's difficult navigating the middle because it's just like god damn man art like an article comes out niggas be in your mentions you know like uh Mm -hmm. somebody else says something a retweet boom they back in your mentions it's like yo uh i've already we dropped our statement we trying to stay peaceful we trying to keep this shit floating and it's just it's just been wild man it's been hard to deal with but i mean obviously not harder than uh everything everybody else is going through um at any rate man uh the other part of this i wanted to say too about the blur shit i did grow up where i was moved into those ag classes and those ap classes and Mm -hmm. in my school the majority of the people in there were white yep and it would be like one maybe two other black people in there and i like i like this is what i was thinking about when i was like uh when i was like what does the rejection of blur come from within me because you got to examine yourself you can't just be like man fuck that shit but then be like well where did it come from because fuck that shit is pretty harsh way they reject somebody right mm-hmm. i think that shit came from me because i was rejected by blurred in the situations i was in so it was like as the black kid that did live in a predominantly black neighborhood that did have working class to lower income family that was bust over there from you know the the black hood and shit i culturally i listen to hip-hop we down here in the south but i listen to hip-hop and this before outcast and shit but like tribe and shit mm-hmm. uh far side and the other black kids that were in there culturally especially since some of them have been put in aging and shit from an early age mm-hmm. they had already culturally been accepted in the whiteness and back vice versa like they're listening to aerosmith and they're listening to uh Girl guns damn. and roses and shit like that and i now i'm the outcast like i'm the i'm the outcast even as the black person and like i remember there was one girl i came up to like it was early in school year and i'm just like oh cool another another nigga so i walk up (laughs) you know i walk up to her and i'm just like hey my name is rod you know like just to kind of be like we black we you know and i remember uh i'll never forget she was just like well i I only i only go with white dudes and i was like what just happened here like i wasn't trying to holler at you and i definitely like i wasn't flirting i definitely didn't need to know this information 
it's like you wanted me to know that it was just a rejection period like yeah i'm not fucking with you right like i'm not fucking with you at all so like i remember though like that feeling of like damn these other black people judging me because i am the one that's talking in ebonics and i am the one that my pants are sagging a little bit and i did have a motherfucking um the uh the overalls for another bad creation but with another <laughs> like i did have you know what i'm saying i did the inside out pockets i did the back with pants like crisscross like that like because i for my neighborhood i could not not that i couldn't but i did not want to leave my house as let me put on some uh sensible khakis and some uh Hi, like i'm yeah i'm leaving in basketball shorts and shoes and shit too because we get home we're gonna play basketball so like my culture was the outcast in this situation and i think i harbored that resentment mm-hmm. till i was like shit two years ago yeah i would see even worse for me man i listened to everything you know like i grew up like i grew up before i mean i was even in hip-hop but before i got into hip-hop i listened to like new wave and punk heavy you know, and then I got into hip hop and then I was listening to Nirvana, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, you know, anything. So I, right. I grew up like the weirdo of weirdos. You know, I, it wasn't until I really started DJing that I found like acceptance amongst people, I would say. Like, I right. was just like, yeah. well, the internet is being great for that too, though, right? right. Because that's another thing, yeah. Like, yeah. that's like when, when people look at like, why does black girl nerds have such a heavy following that rides for them? because mm-hmm. there's black girl nerds everywhere, everywhere that didn't get to connect until this yeah right. like this is the shit regardless of uh who is behind the account regardless of who tweets what because there's also black girl geeks jamie like yeah. jamie has an entire fucking roster of people that that write for her like she like she is a force to be reckoned with so when you look at all that all the people she brought together anytime you take a shot at that circle you take a shot at everybody like nobody's gonna separate that shit and be like oh no i see your point everyone's gonna be like what the fuck like no you can't come here and fuck up our party and every last one of those people that's affiliated with black girl nerds fought for their nerdness like they fought for their inclusion you know what i'm saying that's what blurred really means it's like Mm -hmm. this is a space i thought i was excluded from and i'm saying i'm here and i'm black yeah. So how or, can you how can you hate that? Black. I think it's just you know the like black girl nerd says black girl, but like even with even with her and with Fan Bro Show, and I'm sure with y'all, it's not just black people listening, you know, or right, feeling a right. part of it. It's it's that you know it's not. I don't love. I'm not a black girl nerd, you know, but I love black girl nerds because I love that it represents a space for people who weren't represented. And oh man, that's my biggest problem with what happened this weekend is that I feel like we have enough attacks from outside and right. there is enough there is enough white media, you know, right. there is not enough of us, so there's always space for more and like you were saying don't, I don't, I don't, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts to be right. honest with you, I listen to people here and there, but I really spend most of my time listening to what we're doing because I'm just always focused on us and how can we get better, right Cause that's all that matters. Like I don't worry about what other people are doing. If people steal from us, I'm sure you know. I I know for a fact there's podcasts right. sound exactly like Fan Bro Show that came up after us. Great, fantastic. Keep doing y'all because you're not me. You're not Chico Leo. You're not right. Tatiana. I'm not you. I'm not you know Rod. I'm not say that again. It's these are you know every what what we're doing is not unique. Who we are is mm-hmm. right. And I think uh, look, man, I feel like they like that's a lesson that everybody got to learn and it's weird being a regular person and then also having media 
because it's like this is my life i talk about it but then it's someone somewhere judging it it's somewhere somewhere sharing it it's somewhere somewhere identifying with it as opposed to just when i talking with my niggas at like a lunchroom table them four people heard my story and that's mm-hmm. it you know what i'm saying like like the only four people that can judge me is them cats right there so like it is different and it's wild to see like how big this internet shit is it's huge and to see like the whole effects man because like i'm just sitting there the whole day like watching my timeline like not gonna say shit about that not gonna say shit about that god damn everyone talking about this shit like it was just such a wild wild moment man in, in black twitter history man and like i said our show existed this nexus where we're cool with so many people because that's what yes, we try to spread like there's so many people that we're just like no nah, we fuck with them you know so like you know we don't really accept shit talking about anybody like if someone mm-hmm. writes up here and they like hey man i don't like we've had look we've yeah. had emails about fan bros and we you know what i'm saying <laughs> and we had the correct ass <laughs> oh, like, them to me. No, i don't <laughs> like yeah like we've had the like yo man i don't appreciate that d- y'all do the show that, that that i really like because other shows and i said man don't write this shit up here again <laughs> right we don't like, write no. this shit if you want to compliment me compliment me man don't come over to me and be like yo bitch, i like your dreads man but i just seen a nigga with some nappy dreads man you know that nigga's <laughs> head was fucked up it's like yo bro that's not really a compliment no, man that's not so so like we've had and we've had that about probably almost every, every black guess, podcast yeah. but like it's so wild that people think like that because i really feel like low-key people want to see us fight mm-hmm. like they want to see us fight more than they want to see us get along man it's yeah, like, right. you yeah, know what i'm saying I, I mean i just um like that's funny to me like people i mean and that's another thing it's i mean but i think that goes on every level like marvel versus dc yeah you know and i think that's something that's really crazy like some you know when this whole thing was going on a friend of mine who's not involved in podcasts and you know right. any of that he was just watching everything on twitter and he called me up and he was like yo man people act like they can't like more than one show yes like 30 tv shows a week like i don't care what channel <laughs> puts it on i'm not like yo fox didn't make that i ain't on you know <laughs> Right. it's like i'm like yo what channel was that on all right let me watch that you know i listen you know like i said i don't listen to that many podcasts but right. i listen to what i like and i don't be like yo i can only listen to one nerd podcast <laughs> well that's like, another thing you gotta be careful of too because like um you know business wise you talk shit about somebody you have to be prepared for the fact that somebody listens to you and them you know what i'm saying you need to be prepared for the fact that you hurt somebody in your audience's feelings because they like but i like both of y'all like i've had to make that decision before where i'm like yo what this dude is saying is too fucked up for me not to say anything so that means i it weighs heavily where i'm like i have to go out and be like yo what this dude said was fucked up like and that means people are gonna be hurt we went to um we were gonna use the hashtag thrones sunday right Mm -hmm. because we were like we don't want to fuck with anyone's credit and i respect creators and if their wishes for us not to use it i i can't speak for everyone else and i can't control no one else's actions but for myself i don't like feeling like an interloper so you ain't got to tell me but once to get out Mm -hmm. the crib right but they hit, hit me up and they hit us up and they were like look man we, it will be cool if y'all use the hashtag because like we're we're sorry but we also aren't trying to have all this division and it's clearly creating a ton of division and mm-hmm. we have and so like our fans were in our facebook group being like 
fuck man i'm sad that we using this new hashtag i'm like god damn i don't want you to use a new hashtag and be sad every time you use it <laughs> we watching we watching this show we supposed to be happy we supposed to be like oh shit niggas boom, right so like i don't Tweet, want tweeting and crying right <laughs> niggas in that listening to us right yeah. <laughs> like oh hold the door throne <laughs> like i didn't yeah, I want that was the like the last stress that was the last thing i wanted <laughs> so i i went uh karen was in the bed and i went and talked to her and i was like let's just do the them thrones thing for just like the unity of it and if you know like whoever does it does it this isn't like a war i'm not mm-hmm. gonna fight anybody about it or what just what if we just did that and in our facebook group the relief among our fans oh my god is the number one reason hundreds of responses literally like i know it was the right decision i know it was the right decision it's not a popular decision and when people want to see you fight and they want to see people take sides uh it's definitely gonna like people are gonna twist it however they want but just the relief on our fans of them being like man i'm just trying to have fun with this shit and we've been doing this shit for four years now why are we gonna let so really a misunderstanding if we're being honest create this you know what i'm saying and they like like i said when they say they sorry i can't make anyone else forgive you but it's forgiven for me mm-hmm. like real yeah. talk man i like that was hard for me to do because i was hurt but i'm glad i did it so at any rate um let's get into our games man we only got a few minutes left here we only got like 30 minutes left and uh, we do want to have some fun, but I feel like can I say, can I say yeah. one thing real quick? Of course, I mean, this has nothing to do with any of that. But um, people in the comment section told me to speak on my cross colors hoodie. That oh I yes, break break it down, brother. <laughs> I worked at uh, Safeway, basically a grocery store for a whole damn summer. This was before I was a DJ, any of that, and just to buy this one cross colors hoodie, and I got it, and I wore that joint all the time, and. Um, like the fan bro symbol right here, it yeah. was like yellow, orange, it had green in it, it was striped, you know, horizontally striped, the whole thing completely striped out, it's horrible, dog, it was so horrible, and I saved up all goddamn summer for that, and I wore it with yellow pants, they weren't even jabos because I was broke, so I just got some, you know, cheap ass yellow pants, and... Yeah, I I think there might be pictures of me in it somewhere out there, but if they are, you ain't seen that on Throwback Thursday. What age? What age was this that Ben was in the cross colors? Uh, I was like fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, definitely high school. Yeah, definitely. I was. I was. Now, did you keep them all the way to Howard? Were you walking across Howard or something? Hell no. didn't make it past like a year maybe like you know i wore that i had to wear it all that year you know it was like when i got bo jackson's one year and i wore them every day damn near that that hoodie you got you know it's worn like at least once a week but hell no did that make it to howard yo no you know what hurt i came to howard looking bummy and crazy but it was you know that was that was me well you know what hurt was when um your parents be right about them choices because you it hurt that they right because i was sore i was like you just don't understand mom i need these i need these damaged jeans and these inside out overalls like Like, i'm telling you the best revenge your parents have was just pictures just like okay oh so you want to rock the mohawk not a problem let me go get my camera (laughs) 
My mom sat in the footlocker with me for like an hour explaining to me materialism and commercialism and why Bo ah. Jackson's name didn't make the shoes better. And, and you know, at you the end of that, you know, we still dropped 90 bucks on them joints <laughs> and I wore nothing else for like a year and a half. <laughs> right. Except Bo Jackson's. Like the next shoes she bought me were these terrible joints from, from, uh, from like Payless for like 20 bucks. And, you know, I had to rock those because yeah. I had nothing else. And it was, Look, yeah. my parents were right about the parachute pants. You know what I'm saying? They was right about the I had some of them. I rocked them bitches hard, too. They was, right, shit. <laughs> they was right about how I rocked my overalls. You know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely was rocking them the wrong way. It didn't make no sense. Like, the backwards joint, they was I right did, about that. I like, did that, too. I look back on all that shit like, yo, I really should have went with some sensible slacks. Ah, that shit was, I should have been reasonable. That shit is timeless. Like I, that picture could be from the nineteen forties, or it could be from two thousand forty, and everybody will be like, "That dude makes sense." But my <laughs> shit back then was just like, "Yo, really a blue silk shirt? Like that's what you oh. you walking out the house in the blue silk, dog? You can't even sweat in that." Dog, <laughs> no. uh, I had a purple full length trench with a hoodie on it and purple suede um Patrick Ewings. And my boy had a, like, turquoise, same hoodie trench and some turquoise shoes. And we came to the school dance, high school, thinking we was killing it. Purple suede Patrick Ewins, dog. I mean, oh. Bruh. Ah, Houston. Ah! In Houston, like. Oh, <laughs> one of the hottest places on earth. Bruh. Hottest. That is- that uh that was the struggle man trying trying thinking thinking i was looking good walking out the house like yeah i'm about to get i'm gonna kill him today ah! be at school with sweat patches under my silk like this was a bad mistake like i'm looking like i'm musty it's it's, it's ah! terrible up in here man um all right let's see if we can squeeze in squeeze in a couple games before we uh before we get out of here um of course our first game is a little game called uh fucking with black people okay <laughs> now i feel like i feel like this whole show kind of been fucking with black people mm-hmm. but hopefully it's been cathartic for people and probably get people writing in about their experiences in childhood with their nerdery and, and and all that shit too man um I but all white so many times yeah see that like <laughs> i said i it's not my experience right so shit. i used to discount that and i realized that while I'm talking about anti-blackness, I'm being anti-black because that's a black right. person's experience that I'm telling don't count. That's how you. It's, so it's that's not love, you know. Times, bro, I cannot count how many times I was called white, and I mean all the way up into high school. Like, you when know, that wasn't was, only black people calling you white. Was everybody calling you like? Where was it coming from? Everyone, but first would be black people. I would right. have to say probably, and they, like especially in Houston because you know I have like curly hair when I didn't have locks, and so. It was just like an assumption that I was mixed all the time first, mm. and then even less than that, that I was just not even black at all. You know, and mm. both of my parents are black. You know, my mom's from Florida, my dad's from Ohio, and people would just assume I'm from everywhere but there, but Houston, but Earth sometimes. And like, hey. just with, you know, yeah, I would never say, yeah. Yeah, that shit shaped, like I said, it shapes us all, man. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was talking about this shit on Saturday, it took me back to fourth grade. When a dude I thought I was cool with punched me in my fucking stomach and I was just like, nigga, what? Like, what, like, what is happening as I'm on the ground trying to get all the wind back? You know what I'm saying? But it, <laughs> like, it took me back to that moment, man. And it's like, I don't like, it might sound vulnerable on the mic, but I prefer to be honest about it. And like, honestly, uh, cause like, hurt is real. And I think 
the whole thing that started this hurt was hurt real right? all this shit was hurt but people you know like normally that. right and normally men don't talk that way it's just kind of like ah oh, nigga you know get over it but i i think everybody was hurt and it's just spreading out like a fucking uh wave man and and more and more people coming into it later and later and just getting madder and madder but uh anyway all right let's play this game guys all right yeah man uh so where's my game music uh for fucking with black people we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game where we go all around the world looking for articles that fuck with black people and we score them from zero to 100 intervals of 25 for how much we feel fucked with as black people today's contestants everybody all right uh who's fucking with us today mm-hmm. oh here's one <clears throat> a uh, black teen told was told by her teacher that her african print dress uh was uh too much for the prom and uh then she went and uh was uh stunning on him but uh yeah she was profiled for her prom dress i'll put the picture in the chat so you guys can can see this beautiful dress man we always oh, had these that's, stories that's me because i like purple graduation and prom we always had these stories where it's like right. a black dude had dread so he couldn't graduate from school it's like nigga he already had the a's like what he like i got my i already got my my diploma can i just walk across stage you know um oh, for some reason this picture ain't coming up all right give me a second I'll try this one more oh, time hello yeah, that picture came up. Oh, it came up? Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she went to the prom, stunning black woman, or black girl, actually, black teen. Um, so, uh, yeah, every year during prom season, there's always that one person who stands out from the crowd. Last year, New Jersey teen, Kayima McIntyre, uh, went, uh, look, look regal in a dress that pay homage to African culture and prince. Uh, this year, Michaela Zanders, a high school student from Ohio, um did the same and xander said her her dress was inspired by a gown uh nigerian model jessica and i hope i pronounced it right chibuze uh wore to a ball but the dress almost didn't happen in the instagram post she said a teacher told her that an african print dress wasn't something that should be worn to the prom then she proved it wrong and she went out with her date and stunned on these fools looking amazing um she said i like that train that's beautiful yes um she said uh thank you to everyone who gave me kind words on my prom dress my date doesn't have social media so he's kind of nonchalant lol the dress came out to seeing the beautiful uh jess well it looks like jess nisi on um uh, is her at she says um wearing a similar one to a ball after discussing how beautiful it was and that i would do an african theme with the teacher uh i was told it wasn't really something you wear to a prom hellbent on proving them wrong and being someone who loves our culture and african uh glamorous style me and indelible underscore dc decided to take the ankara dress and put a twist on it little did i know it come it come out it would come out more beautiful than it could than i could have ever imagined my dress was to make a point the african style is beautiful uh that i am comfortable with my melanin and roots and finally that there's nothing like black girl magic so yeah she killed it man um zero killed to a hundred karen a hundred for the teacher, zero for the girl. All right. What about you, Ben? So a hundred is bad, right? Right. Yeah. A hundred is like I'm so fucked with right now, and zero is not fucked with at all. 
oh man, I got to give them like a thousand and give her like a negative. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck it, fuck it, fuck out of here. Like, come on, man, that joint was sick. Shorty looked amazing. Like, that's crazy. Like, yeah, who would have saw the original dress and been like, mm mm, <laughs> like, like you got to be a hater, dog, to look at that and come up with that reaction. Um, yeah, all right, let's talk about um another um another sales transaction here um based on i believe it's on the prom as well let's see yep it's on the prom apparently in atlanta a sales clerk called a um a woman a filthy nigger oh shit yeah it sounds like atlanta over a prom dress yes a mom in atlanta purchased her daughter's prom dress at a popular boutique in the city's tony buckhead district prom arguably is a high schooler's most fashionable night is oscars at high school formals unfortunately for atlanta teen one memory to add to the eventful experience is the dehumanizing treatment her mom received from the sales clerk at miss scarlet's on peace tree road the shop is touted as having an expensive two-story showroom with a vast array of wedding prom gala and pageant gowns for all ages <clears throat> the facebook fuel st- uh, feud started when the dissatisfied mom commented online about her shopping experience and tagged the naacp atlanta's branch social media uh account uh i i purchased a dress for my daughter's prom and miss scarlet's uh from miss scarlet's on peachtree my experience was not good so i gave a review please read what the owner susan smith had to say about black people in her establishment so it shows the review as one star uh and it says i would advise anyone looking to purchase a dress to uh look past this place first of all they misplaced my daughter's dress secondly they told me my alterations could uh would be complete in two weeks and i'm still waiting susan smithson didn't take kindly to her comments she asserts on facebook maybe because you stole it i'm calling atlanta police uh coretta legs coretta legs white says i have my receipt call them (laughs) uh susan smithson writes back i will you filthy nigger wow wait she wrote this she wrote it on facebook My, wow i will you filthy nigger miss scarlet's is a white uh by the way miss scarlet's is spelled m-i-z scarlet's oh wow mm-hmm. of course right uh miss scarlet's is a white owned business for whites only take your uppity nigger ass so elsewhere she says um and they have like screenshots of it and everything wow my thing is this if you don't want niggas shopping in your shit why you putting z's in there for Miz? you know what i'm saying like you know that we take that as a sign of welcoming but you gonna put dollar signs for s's next ah that's us and not expect not expect no brown people to show up right um 11 alive news crew went out to visit susan at miss scarlet's and she stated that an ex-employee is behind this account that is referring to blacks as niggers. Oh, yeah. You know how that ex-employee logs in as you Mm-mm. on Facebook. Mm-mm. Well, then you still accountable. Can I see her ex-employee's uh, statuses before this? Was she posting like, oh, going to Red Lobster? Up. <laughs> nope, nope, none of that. <laughs> no, no. Enjoying a nice Starbucks. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> then suddenly it switched to niggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hold up, though. I gotta go back to that. Like, yeah. that's so amazing right. in 2016 that you could just type on Facebook, you filthy nigger. Like, right. but I, I guarantee she, if you talk to her, she's like, but I'm not racist, though. 
Oh right. my god! Nothing is racist nowadays. She has black friends, so don't worry well, about it's it. It's time to be alive. She states that she that he is trying to destroy her. I'm not sure how true that this is, but I thought I would let everyone know. I will stand by what I said about my experience with them. I was not happy and do not recommend anyone purchase from them. Says mom, who goes by Coretta Legs White on Facebook. Um, zero to hundred, Karen. Oh yeah, she get a hundred. All right, what about you, Ben? And fuck her. She got a thousand, like a million. Like she gets a Google. Like ain't ain't, ain't enough no, a filthy nigger. Like that's so. I mean, just like, she took like, it. She took it back. I mean, that, that's like I can't lie though. I love a good racist line. You know, like when I'm watching a movie and somebody says some you know ridiculously racist line, like, I'll be the first laughing. So when somebody says a filthy nigger, like the amount of hate that it took to type that is like yeah. so great. Like the amount you of get a million creativity because you know you had to think really hard about that one. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I wasn't even that creative, but just it was so it's so expressive. That's why I like right. filthy. It's really <laughs> the only thing I don't like about Disney movies about racism is that because it's Disney, they can't take the racism all the way there. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'll be watching all the way there. Yeah, I'm watching 42, and I'm like, come on, man! It was like at yeah, least no. at least 50 people called him nigga in this game. Now, come on, yes. guys! It was like I'm reading his book right now, and he is, and it's straight up. He just called nigger every game, right? I'm yeah, sure. it wasn't no go back home, you you. Yeah, 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 lazy buddy. Like, nah, man. You don't belong here, boy. Right. Yeah, it was a lot more niggers, uh, that they skipped over in that joint. Uh, all right, let's play our second game, which is a game called, uh, Guess the Race. <laughs> so we don't went from, uh, we don't went from admonishing racism to promoting it. Let's go mm-hmm. to play our song. Now that is time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. Now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all the podcasts, man. We play and read news articles from all over the globe, and we play, we have our contestants today, Ben, I mean, for the Fan Bros Show, to guess the race and the chat room plays long and chat rooms racist yes they are very all right first i am too here's the, here's the first story ba- uh baton rouge sisters uh arrested after brother stabbed in the hand during a food fight creole oh. uh two sisters were arrested friday after they got in an argument with their brother leaving one of the women to stab him precious malloy 20 years old stabbed her brother's left hand with a knife during an argument that began when her sister, Michael Nisha Malloy, 19, wouldn't allow the victim to eat some of the food she was preparing because they had no paper plates. The- ah! <laughs> oh, I mean, come on, bro. You're making this one easy. You gonna make me do dishes? The victim stated that he spit in the food and stated that no one would eat if he couldn't eat. So that's when, uh, that's what the deputies wrote in Michael Nisha Malloy's affidavit of probable, probable cause. Michael Nisha and Precious then began punching and slapping the man. <laughs> Precious then <Salons>? grabbed <laughs> Precious then grabbed the knife and Devity said attempted to intervene on her sister's behalf, which I'm assuming means stab her. But Precious said she didn't stab her brother, claiming she only showed the victim the knife and then attempt to scare him. Oh. Well, how his hand get stabbed? She stabbed him. Uh but Malloy would not answer Devity's question about how the okay how he did get stabbed so she was like i don't know 
Michael Nisha Malloy was booked in Parish Prison on account of domestic abuse battery and remains there in lieu of $500 bail. Precious Malloy was booked on account of aggravated battery with a knife and was released Saturday on $2,500 bail, according to online booking records. Guess the race of Michael Nisha's, oh wait, Michael Nisha and Precious Malloy. Um, okay. I think you gave me way too much information. First of all, I've never met any white women named Precious. Okay. I don't know. Um, or Michael Nisha. Um, <laughs> I've never met anyone named Michael Nisha. And that's, that's, you know, that took effort. And, um, <laughs> then you said Louisiana. I would have to go with. Black. <laughs> <laughs> he held up Finn, y'all. Y'all can't see it at home. It's so cute. <laughs> I'm really going to go with a little bit lighter and say Creole, you know, like somewhere in there. You know, there's def. I mean, it's Louisiana, so, you know, there's definitely that mix. Like someone in the comments said, one of, um, Beyonce's cousins, perhaps. But yeah, it's, you know. <laughs> All right. FN2187. Let's see what everybody says in the <laughs> chat uh niggas in paris uh <laughs> there were paper plates at bella noche but they aren't they already couldn't go there black Aww. black Medea's family reunion negroes yeah. these were colored girls when the fuck her good uh when he fuck her good he take her ass to a hole in the wall black um uh, and the correct answer is and ben you got it right, right. black finn is never wrong folks You knocked that Listen one out the fit. park. Let me put the picture in there so y'all can see what, what Michael Nisha and uh, Precious. I mean, Michael Nisha. Is it like spelled Michael Nisha? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So her dad's name is Michael, and they were like, you know. I, whenever I see that, I always just be like, so your dad was vain as fuck. Like, he I just, mean, Michaela, you know, right? nothing. <laughs> it was like, nah, nah Michael Nisha, mm-hmm. dog. Everybody got to know these kids mine. One uh so yeah y'all gotta click on the link because it's not ooh, popping out oh yeah. yeah i think you should have put that racist thugged out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they don't they don't they don't fuck around dog like but you know what i feel like i i far be it for me to blame the victim but he spit on that food i wouldn't spit in yeah. that i wouldn't spit in those ladies plates Mm-mm. no no that's all no. i'm saying i bet you that'd be I'm the last time general direction right right <laughs> bet you that'd be the last time he spit in anybody's food. better better wait till they finish eating hope you get some leftovers bro Gotta look at the ground when they eat it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bonus, bonus round. <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Bonus round against the race. So far, Benjamin is one for one, but will he mess it up in the bonus round where everything is worth twice as much? Let's see all right here we go let's see what story we want to do next how about this one a father upset with his daughter's t-shirt sacrificed the family dog oh mm-hmm and a smoker <laughs> mm-hmm. goodyear police goodyear arizona police say a father of four admitted to sacrificing the family dog because he didn't agree with his 17 year old daughter's t-shirt patrick zane thompson 42 was booked into fourth avenue jail and is facing multiple charges including animal cruelty assault threats against his family and tampering with evidence officers were first called to the uh, house on saturday for some sort of unknown trouble but when they arrived they found thompson laying on the sidewalk they said he made erratic comments that he had to do it for god and that the devil made him do it Oh. oh come on man once again 
so god and the devil collapse like they both and they got together right for, but, just for uh, you how, how did he exactly sacrifice the dog uh in a smoker, smoker. In a, what's a smoker like like you smoke meat barbecue oh, shit. yeah did he shoot did he shoot it first or something or did he throw it in their lives <laughs> uh let's see um he admitted at the time to putting the dog in the smoker detectives investigated further and learned that shortly after returning home he got upset with a shirt that his 17 year old daughter had they said he said he believed the shirt had to do with the devil uh that paperwork says thompson made his daughter take the shirt and go with him to a large barbecue traveler that parked uh, parked in a side yard the smoker was lit and police report that thompson put the shirt in the trailer and burned it okay investigators spoke spoke with thompson's family including his daughter and wife then when thompson went back into the house they say he got even more erratic and told his family in front of his four minor children that he needed to make a sacrifice of a male oh thank god it wasn't one of the kids right oh shit okay keep going i gotta hear this so he stated that it had to be either himself his first his firstborn six-year-old son or the or the family dog holy shit which is a small white poodle weighing about 15 pounds that's (laughs) that's that's, a white poodle yeah like crack (laughs) that's when that's when police that's when the family tried to say that's when police say the family tried to escape the home but thompson was able to grab hold of the dog investigators say the family pleaded with thompson not to hurt the dog but the situation got more gruesome uh thompson (laughs) admitted to breaking the dog's neck and strangling it wow Wow. that's some ramsey's bolton shit with his bare hands i guess so yeah wow uh, he strangled it till it couldn't breathe anymore uh officer said when the, uh, the sacrifice was not done uh, that he had to put the dog into a lake of fire um court documents say he then told them that he put the dog in the heating element of the smoke smoker when officers oh. inspected the smoker it had an open flame that needed to be put out by firefighters they found the dog dead inside the smoker uh thompson who owns a traveling barbecue trailer called the raging cajun smoking barbecue yo what have people been eating out of there oh man because he you know that he wasn't following the fda regulations <laughs> at all right devil told me put some some rats in this one uh <clears throat> according to his facebook page uh then he went to the front of his house and prayed and surrendered to god until the police arrived he allegedly later told officers that he had smoked marijuana earlier in the day and began to have no. an episode no 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 we are not gonna turn this into something on marijuana damn it this is this, this has nothing to do. unless you were smoking dust you know mixing your marijuana yeah but somebody in the comments asked and i gotta know too what did the damn shirt say uh they don't they haven't even said in here the whole time they didn't even say uh he said uh thompson said that he had a vision that something bad was going to happen to his family and that the lord was going to kill him for what he had done uh he stated his readings of the bible required a male sacrifice in this situation and that it wasn't going to be him or his firstborn son so the paperwork said he chose a family dog uh, his wife been married to him 21 years and she they say she asked for thompson to be charged um yeah, probably, what though murdering a dog yeah i don't know they say he's been held on a hundred thousand dollars bond for the safety of the children in the home i mean well yeah he did threaten the kids technically yeah okay so i yeah. guess that's something yeah i mean he needs i mean he obviously needs to be locked up but i'm just wondering what yeah the, i was wondering what the charge was, was too oh no hmm. she, she was like charge him yeah wow. so he he initially just said that he was going to sacrifice a male then he mentioned killing himself or his son before electing to kill the family dog so i uh, guess the race of patrick zane thompson 
All right. Well, first, I want to say on this one that I've smoked, you know, uh, in, in, in numerous amounts of marijuana, and uh, I've never had a desire. At, well, actually, other than my roommate's dog, mm-hmm. I wanted to kill him, but that motherfucker won't shut up. But, <laughs> you know, the devil and God never collaborated on a track to tell me to do it. So that <laughs> alone is amazing. That's the part of the story that I love the most is the fact that the devil and God, you know, got together to get him to do this. <laughs> the devil. Maybe it was just uh, Kanye, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kanye is pretty much the devil and God wrapped in the world. <laughs> so I wouldn't disagree there. And uh, I do know Black Zane, obviously. You know, everyone knows the Black Zane. And I know Black Thompson, but there's millions of Black Thompsons saying slavery. And mm, But Arizona is the clue that I'm going to go with here. That is my clue that leads me. And, you know, no disrespect to this woman because she's obviously not that type. But I'm going to go with, you know, blue eyes. Yeah, uh, white go, skin. Going with Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, no disrespect to Wonder Woman. Obviously not. She would never. Dog. Uh, the chat room says, giving a new meaning to barbecued hot dogs, white. Wow. Aww. Ain't wow. nothing in Arizona but meth heads and pink toes, white. Tenderly kissed the dog on the mouth. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. But yeah. didn't season it before smoking it. Yeah. Oh, 18. That was genius. Hot. Woo. That was a good one. That was a good hot take yeah um on a hot dog yeah on a hot dog almost too hot uh daughter's (laughs) daughter's t-shirt and black lives matter white manson family white base motel white choose to smoke the dog instead of some spare ribs white three (laughs) named cocky white i think three names trailer park trash white well uh everybody guessed white it seems and everybody got it wrong he's black really black yeah looks like the devil himself like I, I don't think he need to make that long distance call like that's the first <laughs> thing that you see that's why she said lock him up i just wonder ah. if, if he was like it's me god kill that dog and it's me the devil kill that dog because <laughs> he looks like dmx's cracked out uncle so, oh, you know that was probably like kill your dog <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> he did the Joey, no books. He did the DMX prayer shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like a shirt, kill a nigga dog. Uh, all right, uh, last thing before we get out of here, sword ratchetness. Um, Got to talk about these stories around here where people are using swords in crimes and. Uh, things and they're going to jail for them man or sometimes getting under penalized so and dead all right today's so ratchetness a jilted lover slashed the tires of a pregnant woman's car with a samurai sword when she refused to have a relationship with him now i don't know why pregnant's in quotes in this article but okay eslam ah! hussein 26 met lisa tavingua online and he begged her to move in with him to be the mother of his children after they met in person for the first and only time in august last year that's that's bringing it on pretty strong mm-hmm. lee harris prosecuting told guilford county crown court that uh on thursday april 28th how hussein had repeatedly asked to see her and suggested they start a relationship following the meeting but she didn't want that and was beginning to get scared by the way he was acting 
the court heard how on the morning of november 12 2015 hussein went to miss Tavingwa's home in cumberland road ashford and banged on her door asking him to let asking her to let him in he had with him what appeared to be a knife but it was in fact a samurai sword he went to his car and slashed all to her car and slashed all four of her tires with the knife the court was told how hussein threw the sword over the garden fence when police arrived at the address and hid in a willy bin where he was later found by police uh that one meat uh mr harris said that one meat resulted in a child who is now a week old i don't know what the relationship is in relation to the two of them with respect to the child to that child so wait they met one time and he thinks she was she's pregnant with his kid what did he i guess he hit it wrong he must must got that super sperm he just knew ah, that's the one <laughs> it was like steph curry shooting a shot he was like oh i'm pregnant i know it i can feel it already i don't ah! even gotta look uh hussein of lee bridge Leroy, london pleaded guilty to one charge of criminal damage and possession of a bladed weapon he was found not guilty on the threat to kill charge after prosecution offered no evidence hussein was remanded in custody until sentencing speaking last friday his barrister patrick mags uh say hussein thought miss tavingua was going to go to a clinic and he never contemplated causing harm to a child in a letter he said i accept i lost my temper though i acted in the interest of my unborn child uh yeah and it looks like she may not have even been pregnant so he just made all that shit up because he owns swords and he's crazy guys that's why we need sword yes. registration and you need to have a permit for these things for possession and you need training and how to use them because we don't want people just going around cutting up cars or swords because they got a little upset all right make sure you guys help out the kids speaking of the kids okay mm-hmm. help out the unborn kids and the born kids uh by by going to uh my man ben i means kickstarter mm-hmm. and uh you know supporting them man um you got how many more days ben i mean we now have 12 more days left on the Kickstarter, so please check it out. The World is Yours children's book on Kickstarter, or you can check me out on DJ Benjamin, uh, DJ Benjamin on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all those good things. You can find out more information on any of those places, or like I said, you can just go to Kickstarter and search for The World is Yours children's book all right and, and yeah, uh, there's the link right there and it's a beautiful thing man we'll have it in the show notes for everybody man really do appreciate uh you coming on ben mm-hmm. uh we'll be back tomorrow at seven with our man uh jl covan uh on the and on on what i like to call uh trying to stay friends week on the blackout tips we, <laughs> we're, going, we're going to try to keep everybody being friends here uh so tomorrow will be jl who is about to record his stand-up album i believe it's his sixth i believe so like he really needs people to support him and come out too so like lend your support to to dj ben i mean uh jl we'll be talking about what he's doing tomorrow so let's try to keep it positive here man go listen to fan bros dog get your life yeah especially if you listen to our nerd shit if you listen yeah. to the nerd off you y'all will love fan bros man and they yeah. be getting like names and shit you like what who what when did they do this I like know. they they get like they had ta-nehisi coach talking nerd shit man come on Yo, we had word life and let me i was thinking about that the other day i was gonna tweet that we had ta-nehisi coach before he signed to do black panther like that's facts you know that Dog. like i say those things are you can't take that away that's black not- podcast doing so many big things out here yeah. man you yeah. know what I'm saying? We before oh, Black Panther, and he's coming back as soon as the sixth issue drops. So, dog, you know. we got us is what I'm saying. We got us. We yeah, got man. us. It's all love, like like that's the thing, man. We you know we are 
Oh, man, I ain't got time for separating. You know, I'm about right. inclusion and about everyone getting in on this and enjoying themselves and living life, you know, that you dream of and, like, you know, realizing your dreams. And, you know, like, oh, I mean, before we go, I just want to say shouts to Combat Jack because he's the, you know, he's what he always told me that. He's like, Combat Jack show isn't about um, rap and hip-hop. Combat Jack show is about showing people the keys to success. Right. And I feel the same way with Fanbro's show. Like, we're we're about, you know, we're about comics, movies, TV, et cetera, tech, whatever, but we're about showing people that there's all these different paths to success and you can get success, you know, in many different ways. And really success is just living a life that you love. And so, you know, that's what I'm about. Yo, I believe in us mm-hmm. and I believe, uh, like the Ray always says, uh, I know I'm gonna take, I'm gonna mess up his saying, um, but I want to say he said, uh, I love, love is my- the, love is the answer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Love is the why love is the why I think is what he says every day. Mm-hmm. let love be the why man you know what i'm saying uh, like and i'm talking to everybody like whatever you went through as a kid let it go mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we trying to build so many people are resources mm-hmm. people email me every week hey man i want to start a podcast and i email them back yeah. let's, let's do that man let's do that if you have an issue with us hit us up let Anytime. me know. Right, you're right. right. We're, nobody we're, out here trying to destroy nobody else. Let's, we're let's, not not approachable. Let's build, man. And like I said, I forgive Firestarter um, for the stuff they said about us uh, because real talk, they're my friends. And more importantly, I've made that mistake. Mm-hmm. So let me be the person I wish was on the other side of my mistake. All right, man. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, love can, you. Can I say one last thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go I, ahead, brother. Yeah. I got to say that same thing. Like, uh, you know, me and Firestarter were going back and forth, but, you know, like, I feel the same way. Like, anybody who, you know, needs help or wants a suggestion, anything, you can hit me at DJ Ben. I mean, anytime, and I'm always down because, you know, I just want to, yeah, man, it's like, you know, help. Like, show love. You know, I'm about showing love and, you know, getting love in return. That's just. No doubt, man. So, don't, you know, like I said, I can't wait to talk to them Wednesday, man. I So many people trying to make us, like, have to pick a side. I cannot wait. Because we're going to party. We're going to have so much fun talking about Game of Thrones. And so many people about to forget the whole bullshit. Watch. Watch us make it happen. We're going to be on Wednesday. We're going to recap this shit. Watch everybody be laughing. Watch how y'all be laughing. Watch this black magic happen. We're going to make this shit happen. I guarantee it. Talk to y'all tomorrow. Till then. Love you. I love you too. All right, chat room. Y'all have a good one.